Good day everybody, Taskmaster4450 here, putting together another video for everyone. And what I want to do is I'm going to follow up with the video I did yesterday regarding network effects and the way to add network effects without adding any more users. And how to increase the value of a network, digital platform, without adding to your user base. And the reason why I did this, and I mentioned three different ideas, three different ways of which this could be done. And when you look at the ability to add services, when you add in the ability for the community to engage more by having different features, when you look at the ability to engage in different forms of multimedia. If we even go out and we can extend, which I didn't talk about in the, the video, but we can go into commerce, we can go into payments, we can go into all those type of things. These are all, all things that can be built in to expand the value, to expand the utility that users derive from a platform, which then should feed into the overall valuation. And how do we do that on a platform, on an ecosystem like Hive? The problem with Hive is it's very limited in its scope so far. And the reason being is the way it's set up on the base layer. And that's where everybody focuses. So you basically have a substack medium type mindset, which is very one dimensional. <clears throat> it is nothing more than text. I mean, you can put photos in, you can even embed videos and things of that nature. But still, the idea is to cater to the medium substack type audience. And while that's not a bad thing, it's not the totality of it. It's a small piece of the puzzle. And this is the problem that most of the focus is on the smallest piece of the puzzle. And when I say the smallest piece of the puzzle, I'm talking across the internet. Video dominates dominates text. Video is king. Video has the most money. Video offers the most value. When you look at market caps of companies that focus upon video versus those that are text, it's no comparison. And when you look at platforms such as YouTube, you look at platforms such as broadcast networks. You even look at the social media 
platforms that have embedded video. It's of extreme value. Now, maybe the market overvalues video, and a case could be made for that. I'm not going to argue with that. But if you can compare video to audio and gaming, forget tech. That's not even showing up on the charts. But compared to audio and gaming, it's not even close. You are talking a 5x of gaming and a 7x of audio. Now, podcasts are huge. But you know what else is huge? Video. You look at sports. You look at news broadcasts. You look at YouTube. You look at Netflix. You look at movies. You look at television. You look at TV commercials. You look at um, Rumble. You look at all these things. And you start to realize how big it is. Here's another example. Instagram, certainly huge, pretty much a photo platform, I would say. Again, far beyond text. It was bought out over a decade ago for a billion dollars. Now, we have no idea how much Instagram is worth today because it's part of the meta family. But what we do know is there's over 3 trillion pictures taken a year. 3 trillion pictures taken a year. And it may be more than that. That's that's a number I got uh, uh, probably two years ago. So it's a dated number. But the Internet is a great device. It's a great distribution network mechanism. For sharing photos. Naturally, Facebook, Twitter, they excel at this. But Hive overlooks it. Yes, you can embed a photo in a blog post, in an article. You could write an article about the photos you took, especially if you're a photographer or you're writing about travel or photos of history or whatever. You could build your article around with your photos as the centerpiece. But that's not most people. Most people want to share a photo of their lunch. Most people want to share a photo of something they've seen. Most people, God forbid, want to share a selfie of themselves because they are so obsessed with themselves. This is all being missed by Hive. All being missed. And we know that the millennials, and even worse than the millennials or whatever the hell they're called, Gen Z, are self-absorbed. You look at their Instagram profiles, you will see 
these people where most of their photos are of themselves. This is narcissism at the finest. Now, I'm not here to change the way a generation is. I'm not here to change the culture. I'm just here to point it out. This is what they do. This is what is not being catered to. So when I talk about the network effects and I talk about the different media, I talk about adding different media. This is something that Hive misses. Why? Because it's focused on medium or Substack style content. So how do you get around that? Fortunately, there is a solution. And it's called microblogging. It's called it appealing to the brainless. Because let's be honest, most of what we see posted is not deep. It is not mesmerizing. Most Instagram posts, yes, the world could do without. And it would not be negatively affected. Most tweets or X's or whatever the hell they're called, the world could do without. If they never existed, humanity would suffer zero setback. But they exist. And this is what people engage in. I remember in high school. Now we're going way back. Where you see people in school all day. And then maybe you engaged in after school activities like a sporting event or a club or something with these same people. Went to practice, whatever. Then you go home at night and you get on the phone and you talk to them for hours on end. I mean, this is what teenagers do. Talk about boys in class, girls in the class, talk about whatever. How mean the teachers are. Whatever the hell teenagers talk about. And back in this era, there was long distance phone charges. So there was enormous sums of money spent. Now, if these conversations never took place, would humanity, would the lives of these individuals suffer? Probably not. There would have been no adverse effects if these conversations never took place, but they did because that's what teenagers do. At least they did in that period of time. Now, I guess they just text each other for hours. I don't know. So, Again, for us to try to change the culture, we have to realize that each generation has its own idiosyncrasies that kind of the rest of us look at it as moronic, but it's the same way our parents looked at us when we were on the phone for an hour and a half talking to somebody we spent most of the day in school with because we're in, the, in four classes together and ate lunch with, and went to soccer practice with, and all that stuff. So this is what the internet is, and we're not catering to that. And that's why I think when we look at Hive, 
when we look at the way to instill the network effects is to focus upon what people will utilize. To fill the database with meaningful content. And I, I've come to use that term because meaningful is important. Meaningful strikes a chord. Now, meaningful doesn't mean quality. Because those conversations in high school were meaningful for the two people involved. They certainly probably were not quality, especially if it was two teenage girls. Anybody who's raised teenage girls knows they rarely speak meaningful stuff. Boys aren't much better, but... So it's not quality stuff, but it's meaningful. And that's what strikes a chord to people. Whatever the topic of conversation. So now you have features. You have different media types. You have variety of topics, of subjects. And the meaningless to most of us are important to somebody. I don't give a crap about ancient Irish poetry. And you know what? Maybe most of the world doesn't care about ancient Irish poetry. But there are people who care about ancient Irish poetry. However small that group may be. That is meaningful content to the people who like ancient Irish poetry. So that's their thing. This is what Hive needs to think about. And this is why when people are all over X, all over Twitter, talking about getting their news, engaging with crypto, and talking and focusing on that and expressing their likes, their desires, and everything else on there, they are not Web3. They are not enhancing the network effects. And they say, well, I'm going to try to get people over. You are not enhancing the network effects. You are focusing on a very small piece of the potential network effects. And you are certainly not filling the Web3 database because you are spending your time filling the Web2 database. And you are operating under the client server infrastructure and feeding Instagram, Reddit, Facebook, X, whomever. And oh, by the way, if you watched and saw what Reddit did, I forget, it came out who they contracted with. Was it Amazon? I don't remember. But they contracted with somebody. 60 million bucks a year. Reddit, the company behind Reddit, whoever that is, is receiving for the content, for the data people put on that platform over the years 60 million a year and we have people run into red because they're hoping to bring over users this is something i'm going to keep harping upon until you start adding the variety until you start adding the services until you start to get away from such a microscopic part of the internet you are not going to grow. And you certainly are not going to have any stickability. This is a fact. Hope everybody has a great day. We'll catch you next time.